Would you mind taking us through a sort of an example process for, a, you don't have to name names, but just run us through what you might do for a typical client. So the first step, of course, the obvious one is understanding what it is the company does. And with that message, it's okay, well, that's nice and clear. So then it turns into, well, how do we want to get that out? And who do we want to get that out to? We've got to understand who their ideal clients are at the moment. So their favorite customers that they would just love more of. So let's mm. try and replicate those customers. Uh, and it's, where are they? And is it director level? Is it you know one, one lower down? Who are we looking to speak to? We will then find a GDPR compliant list with the direct emails of those people and all the contact details. So we've got their phone number. We know we're legally allowed to speak to them. Uh, and we also know that there is genuine interest or potential interest of these, let's say it's a thousand companies, all of them can do business with our client. So any one of them that says, actually, yeah, we're having a problem right now. This would, this would such good timing. Let's, um, let's arrange a meeting. Then brilliant. We know any one of those can work. So we've got the right people. Then there's the how we're getting the message across because mm -hmm. with, say, financial institutes and companies, if we're working on their behalf, then we know a lot of the time we would need to be a bit slower perhaps and we need to mimic how that company comes across. But then if we're dealing with a creative company, perhaps it's a bit more fast-paced and a bit more yeah. we've got ideas bouncing around. So we try and tie that in as well. That's the messaging from the email and any social, but also on the phone. So it's that's important. And because on the phone, it's very much a high level conversation. This is director level. So it's got to be articulate. We don't use scripts. So tell me a little bit more about that. Why, why you don't use a very scripted uh, formulaic approach? So although it might work from a survey perspective, uh, if it's just high volume calls, this is almost the opposite. Mm -hmm. This is if an owner of their company is wanting to speak to another owner, that kind of conversation is what we are representing. Right. And in order to do that effectively, it's just got to be done by someone who's one, got experience. So from a telemarketing point of view, I mean, at least 15 to 20 years are the, the types of people uh, that I use. Having a script is very, because it's so structured, it's very difficult to, to go from uh, one topic to the next. So just having a fluid conversation with key points of what you need to get out of that conversation is key. There's got to be some kind of structure. There's also got to be some freedom within, and that seems to allow to build uh, relationships much quicker. Yeah, I think that's nice. Otherwise, it can end up, well, formulate conversation. It doesn't appear genuine, certainly on the, the person who's uh, who you're calling or speaking to, to allow something to be quite free. I guess you've obviously got calls to action in there. You know, you're going to bring you're going to move it to some sort of conclusion where possible, but allowing the conversation to flow is really, is really nice. And I, I don't see enough of that actually. Yeah, absolutely. So if we've got the right data, we've emailed in the right manner, and that's a mix of HTML with uh, some visuals that represent the website perhaps, but also just standard because they're the ones that seem to get the most engagement. If you get something that looks like it's to you, it's text. If you press reply, you think it's, you're at least going to go back to the sender. Whereas yeah. if it's a newsletter-esque, you're thinking, is it going to go to a no reply at? Even though I can yeah. see it's the same, is it a no reply at? Yeah, that's right. So yeah, getting that balance is, is key as well. And certainly some campaigns we do, it works a lot better just doing text, whereas others, they prefer seeing a bit more of a visual. Just out of interest, and I ask because I'm seeing this trend a little bit more and more, do you um, ever you engage video in your uh, emails? So at the start of the year for six clients, just did a very personalized, this is who we are. Mm. The background was, it was just a simple business background. It wasn't anything yeah. fancy and with the logo, et cetera. So the click through rate was a lot higher and also, and it did take a lot more time. So I mm. have 
really done it since. I actually chose five, the top five businesses that we wanted to get hold of for that client and actually spoke to them, spoke to Mrs. Decision Maker at. Oh, right. So very much on an individual um, case by case basis. I could, I should have just knocked on their door. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some didn't open it and you're thinking, oh man, <laughs> just engaged doing that. But it was worth going through that process because of the ones who did open it, they then got in touch. Though I think three of them, they didn't even need the, the service, but it got them to pick up the phone, mm -hmm. which is very difficult from an email. Going yeah, on to the website, absolutely fine. But to pick up and say, I don't even need your services, at least was an appreciation of, well, I can see you've tried that. But yes, it did take time. It was worth it. I'd certainly do it again, but it would have to be... Yeah, very well thought out. Yeah, no, it's interesting you said. I've just uh, we've been working with a few clients um, just on a, a few emails, and uh, and they've been experimenting with with video. They were demonstrating a, a machinery product, and we we did find that just having the thumbnail as the person who's uh, going to present and the machine in the background was much more effective from, from your point of view as a way of just engaging more people and just getting that initial contact so you can call them. Uh, it's certainly worth investigating. Well, I interviewed a, a woman called um, Michelle Evans back in. Feb. Lovely woman, really talking about marketing funnels and how she uses webinars really for that particular process. So it's very much presenting a webinar, putting that content out there that may lead people through to another webinar where they get more niche content. And then that might go on to whatever you're selling, whether it be a software package or another webinar or, or workshop or something like that. Do you feel that what, what you do falls into that approach of sort of process of moving people and nudging them on, nudging them forward? Yeah, the initial step, of course, when we've we've got the right person, we've engaged with them, we've hopefully spoken to them and understood, okay, it is of interest, but not quite yet. Or we're still in contract. Can you call us in nine months? Sure. Yeah. So, of course, yes, that goes on the, the CRM, and we, we're not going to miss that opportunity. Yeah, so that's something you would manage, is it? You would take ownership of that and say, well, I'm going to follow that through until it falls off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, for us, it's all about opportunities yeah. and not missing them. What we would do is, in between that time, we've got permission because we've spoken to them, of course, and we've said, okay, is it okay to, to send something sort of in between? Of course, yeah. And on the phone, if you've got two very nice people speaking, then of course it's amicable and it is, yes, of course, by all means, send me something. And if it's relevant, then exactly what it should be. So for IT support, for example, we might do a newsletter sort of every two months, just saying something of interest. Like at the moment, um, Microsoft and their servers 2008 they're all end of support sort of yes yeah so although most people have moved on some haven't and those who are just so focused on i do this i do it really well it for me is just a necessary evil <laughs> to, i mean that kind of thing they would find that information interesting if it's relevant to them and that's all it is it's as simple as that it wouldn't be a hard let's move you on quicker i know you said I'm nine months but let's turn it to six yeah. yeah, whenever you're ready, let's just be helpful. There is an A to B, and it's just how do you get there in the nicest way. So when they are ready to buy, you're in the forefront of their mind. But with that, you haven't pestered them. It's all very pleasant. And it's what we would want. I think that's probably the uh, thing to mention is how would I want to be treated, potential buyer? Because we, we all get so many emails, etc. And only some are relevant at the right time. So how do you keep the relevance there when until you're ready to buy? So it's a bit of a, I don't want to say an art, but it's just being respectful, probably where I'm coming from. Yeah, absolutely. Would you would you mind sharing your sort of a good ideal marketing strategy from a, a core point of view? Phoning the customer was very much part of that. Could you just put a few steps in place that people could start to work towards? So number one, when you're calling, you have to make sure that the company is not on the CTPS register or TPS, so the right. corporate telephone preference service, because that would stop you from phoning them. 
although I think technically you can phone any main office number, that's more for the direct, mm-hmm. it's still well worth doing just to make sure you're okay. So you've already decided who your ideal clients are. Um, it's then, well, where are they? Does it mean you buy a list of a hundred that are definitely CTPS checked? And if so, yeah, brilliant. You haven't spent very much at all, but you've now got 100 or 500 or a thousand companies that you know you can do business with. If only you can get hold of then you can decide, well, do I want to email them and just test the water there. If they're interested, brilliant. I can follow that up with a call. Otherwise it is just a cold call. It's all very well. Your, it takes the, uh, the right type of character to do that, but a nice one, it just doesn't take rejection badly or personally. We'll just keep on going until the right person has said, yep. Is of interest to me, but there are methods on the phone that are really important. I think one is when you're speaking to either a reception or a PA, whoever you've got through to first, because realistically, it's not going to be that senior decision maker. It's just treating them as respectfully as possible. Because one, yes, they're going to give you permission, but I think from a just being a nice person, people like to help nice people. It's nicer to put down the phone and go, Yeah, I didn't put them through, but they've made my day because they're just pleasant. That is ideal. So that's the mindset I'd be going in, not the hard sell. It's just that can I just be nice and see where we stand with things. So if you've you've got the people, you've maybe emailed, maybe you haven't put the phone call in, you've either got through to the right person or you haven't. Either way, the whole process should be mm. I think how would you want to be spoken to? That's what I would do. And if it's cold calling, I'd be emailing first. I think that's the key thing here, isn't it, really? So whether you're getting a list or you're getting leads from an online form is to warm those people up to make sure that they're ready for the call, which hopefully will end in a sale. But there's no point forcing them down that route. It's about if you've got questions that need to be answered, some of that can be done on the call, but some of that could be done in advance to make sure they're the right people. So you're not wasting your time and theirs. I think, yeah, classifying first is, could I do business with them in the first place? Then qualifying them, are they in a position to do any business? And then taking it from there just to see really where they stand. If you found this podcast interesting, then you might like my marketing club. You can join for free to receive regular tips and advice so you can become more effective in marketing your business. Pro members get access to my live webinars every single month, along with all the previous webinars I've done. It's about two years worth now. There's even a podcast version that you can listen to while you walk the dog. You can find out more by visiting ratherinventive.com slash club. That's ratherinventive.com slash club. Bye for now.